This is Encounters, a dialogue that brings you multifaceted life stories you don't want to miss. I think that education is a way out, and perhaps it's the only way. Because I feel that people will be desperate in a really high-tech society in the future if they do not have enough knowledge to catch up with the society. In the future, there might be the inequality brought by cognition. If there is no enough education to everybody, then there won't be the equality in the society. It will be a lifelong journey to learn. So the capacity to learn is much more important than the knowledge and skills that is learned. I do hope that the schools can create the environment or the conditions for the children to explore things and to figure out things by themselves and to have the freedoms, the space to test different paths and to make explorations into this world. Only after they explore the world on their own, and then they can explore the real world on their own. If independent thinking is what makes you survive in the society, creativity is what makes you successful in the society in the future. Because in the future, if you're not creative, it's really difficult for you to do anything at all. Hello and welcome. I'm your host Man Ling. In today's program, I will continue my dialogue with Chinese science fiction writer and Hugo Award winner Hao Jingfang. What's the first thing that comes to mind at the mention of Beijing? The hustle and bustle of the capital of one of the world's largest economies, or the ancient city whose history can be dated back three thousand years? In Jingfang's short story *Folding Beijing*. The author depicts the city as a rotating and highly hierarchical society. In an unspecified future, Beijing is physically divided into three classes, which share the same Earth surface in each 48-hour cycle. The first 24 hours belong to the highest class, the next 16 hours to the second class, and the last eight hours belong to the rest of the population. The living space for each class is folded when they are not using it, and people are forbidden to travel across different spaces. Many scenes of the novel, as Jingfan tells us, are grounded in the problems vexing Chinese society today, and she believes education is the only way out. You have won the Hugo Award in 2016 after Liu Cixin, who won、uh, that award for the three-body problem. Right? I read it through and I was really impressed. I was most impressed by your description of how the society can be divided into different classes and then never overlap, and they lost this connection with each other. 
And to me, it is more a piece of literature than sci-fi, because you combine a lot of social concerns into it. But tell me, what do you want to tell people by saying that folding Beijing, Beijing is being folded into several layers, right? People living in a different layers can never get to each other. We always talk about social ladder climbing. The bottom grassroots people can climb by working hard to the second level, the third level, and then the top level people can go down. Right? It's open, but in your novelet, it's all closed.、Mm-hmm. What I got from that novel is desperation. It's I was so depressed. I was saying, "Wow, what to do?" It seems that number one question is why it's Beijing, not Tianjin, as <laughs> you are from, or Shanghai.、Mm-hmm. Tell me why. And second that. Do you have a solution for such a society? Why Beijing? First of all, why Beijing? Because Beijing is really a huge mixed city. In Tianjin, it's quite、um, pure. All the citizens are the original Tianjin citizens. Locals. Locals. There aren't many outsiders coming into that city. But Beijing, everybody comes from all over the world to Beijing. It will become more and more complex. A lot of complexity in the future. That will be an extreme of Beijing in the future. It's also a parable. It's perhaps not、uh, Beijing, although it's called Beijing. It can be any city, huge city in the world. So、uh, it can be United States. Yeah. Don't you think so?、Yeah. United States is a country of immigrants.、Uh-huh. That's why Hugo Award goes to you、uh-huh. because maybe. You know, other readers. You know, the Hugo Award organization see the beauty of your story. It is about humanity. The whole world is going that direction. Yeah. Do you have a solution? I think that education is a way out, and perhaps it's the only way. So that's why I'm doing the education now, because I feel that people will be desperate in a. Really high tech society in the future. If they do not have enough knowledge to catch up with the society, in the high tech society that is coming, only the people with the capacity to find positions in that society, only those people will survive, and also those people will be more wealthy in the future. But、uh, there are a lot of people. That might be left behind of the development of society. The lack of enough knowledge, the lack of enough skills, and they really lack of the access to the knowledge society. I mean that this inequality is always existing in human society, but in the future there might be the inequality brought by cognition. The cognition gaps among people are really huge. So, if there is no enough education to everybody, and if the education quality and chances are unequal, then there won't be the equality in the society. You believe in education is going to narrow the inequality between cognitive sort of、um, you know、uh, abilities, right? But do you think this is being too idealistic? Because You will never 
bring everyone's cognitive sort of level to the same, number one, and there will always be the rich and the poor. Do you think education is the solution, finally? And by the way, we all believe in connection, yeah, amongst the people, human connection. Technology, especially the internet, are supposed to provide convenient tools to connect but it seems to me that nowadays we see that we are more separate. How do you understand this? And the first question, am I too idealistic? On the role of education, I think that if education is completely equal and there will be still the distribution of uh, human capacity and there will still be the natural distribution. The differences, right? In intelligence, yeah, yeah, inabilities. Yeah, yeah. So the distribution of wealth, the distribution of salary might copy the distribution of talent. So it's a natural distribution. So you mean as long as it's natural, right? Difference is tolerable. Yeah. But if it's not natural, forced upon others or manipulated by the authorities or the rich people are getting richer, you know, by exploiting the poor, it's not acceptable. Yeah. I mean, on theory, if we can separate the two effects, we can have a natural line, natural function of the distribution, and we can have another function falls upon the natural distribution. So actually, I can use two mathematics functions to describe the two effects, the natural distribution of human talent and the unnatural effect of human manipulation. Oh, you yeah. don't want the human manipulation. I want you want the natural yeah, distribution I, of talent. Yeah, I think that if there is really that kind of a line for every children together at the beginning, then there might be somebody running faster, there might be somebody running slower, and that's natural and we cannot really do things to it. But the situation is that beginning point for the children just uh, differs so much. Do you much. believe in the starting line theory that is circulated among Chinese society? Kids should not fail at the starting point or starting line. The starting line is the love of the parents. And also there is the condition of a family. Some family are really poor for the poverty. You really cannot create the necessary things for your child. But as long as you have love. It's a remedy, but cannot compensate for all. But uh, if you have a full family, you are beloved by your parents, and they really take care of you. They are responsible for your life, and they give you encouragement. And also they communicate with you, they read books to you. If all these conditions satisfied, at least the growth of a child will fall into a similar category mm -hmm. to each other. And then after that, if the education resources are somewhat evenly distributed, then there will be the natural competition. But now the reality is not like this. For a lot of poor kids, they have no family at all. They have no parents. They have no love. They have no warmth. They have no nurturings. They have no conversations in life. They have no books. They have no stories. They have no educational resources. 
So they are deprived of what they should have. Would you please clarify one stance of yours? Because I read from elsewhere, you said actually in the future, robots and AI technology is going to make a lot of people jobless, right? And then the wealth of the、uh, society is going to be accumulated to the level that people actually will have no problem of survival. You can be given money, right? Charity, like you said. But your point is that you know, living under charity or living under subsidies or allowances or provisions are not going to make people happy.、Um, Why? First of all, I think that charity money is not enough in that society. If there's enough, you know, because in the future, I read that point. Your point of view. You said even if. People were given, for example,、uh-huh. maybe half of the population is not going to have a job to do、mm-hmm. because it's all replaced by robots and AI technology.、Mm-hmm. And are people these kind of people because they have no specialty,、uh, you know, expertise?、Mm-hmm. Only a few people are going to work, but the rest of the people are going to enjoy life because they are not going to worry about the food and shelter thing. But you said no because these people are not going to be happy. Because they don't have hopes. Hopes are so important to people. I mean that the hope of、um, improvement of your whole state. I think that's very important to people. But don't you think some people's hope is just to earn an income and have things to eat and then have a place to live? But once, if that was given to them, don't you think they still they're looking for other hope? I think that there will be a big population like that in the future.、Yeah. There will be, and a lot of people will be satisfied by it. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely for sure. But there are always some people who sees a more meaningful lifestyle. It's the life that you can pursue something. You can pursue what you really like. You are motivated by something. You have your dreams. It's a kind of lifestyle that you push yourself to some directions. So living is not just food and shelter. Yeah, it's that some people in this world experience that kind of meaningful life, but for some people, if they are just very satisfied with the life of living under only charity money, perhaps it's good for them. They can be satisfied, but. They Probably they're not <laughs> going to be satisfied, huh?、Uh-huh. Mm. Um, as a mother, what kind of education do you want your child to receive? I have several aspects.、Uh, studying from school, what do you expect the schools to be teaching your children? I really hope that the school can teach them the capability of learning, so that、uh, even if they forgot all the knowledge, they found out all the knowledge in schools are not suitable for their life. They can still learn new things. So it will be a lifelong journey to learn. So the capacity to learn is much more important than. The knowledge and skills that is learned, I do hope that the schools can create the environment or the conditions for the children to explore things and to figure out things by themselves and to have the freedoms, the space to test different paths and to make explorations into this world. Only after they explore the world 
on their own, and then they can explore the real world on their own. Do you think our schools are doing very well、no. in this respect? No. No. In what ways it can be changed for better? In the way of teaching, if they can make all the knowledge as、uh, some kind of result after the exploration, then it will be a better method to teach. You teach the knowledge, but you don't just tell the students and let them to remember. You put the Knowledge into the heart of a jewelry and into a box.、Uh, feed them with knowledge, yeah, and you put that box onto a small island, and then the children goes like a pirate in the ship, and they goes the ocean and try to look for it. Yeah, try to look for it,、okay. and when they open the box, they find the knowledge, and、um. that's a, a better way of learning things. Ah,、oh, you mean instead of giving them the answer at the very beginning.、Mm-hmm. You hold it back and let them explore first and look for the box. You give them the map, or you give them some hints,、oh, and、okay. it's just like an exploration. Of the it's、planet. looking for the Easter yeah. egg, like yeah,、oh. yeah. <laughs> you know, you go to the garden looking、oh, for the Easter、oh, egg, and、yeah. you got surprises. Yes, it's like that. If you can make the learning like this, the children may have interests. They will be exciting, and also they can remember how they. Get there. Okay, this is your expectation from school, right?、Yeah. And the second is the from family. What is the so-called proper and good parenting? Supportive, support. As you described,、yeah. your mother and father、uh, used to be very supportive for your growth, right? Yeah. To nurture your interest and to lead you into a wider world for、mm-hmm. you to choose.、Mm-hmm. Okay. And then from the greater society, should the society be supportive to the healthy development of a kid? Sure, society is very important. Actually, young students perhaps they learn more from the society than from their family and schools. Now they have a lot of information sources, so they have access to a lot of、uh, facilities in the society. They learn a lot from the society. So.、Yeah. Like a library,、mm-hmm. museums,、mm-hmm. you know, it's all provided by the society,、mm-hmm. right? But is the society as divided as what you described in your novelette, Folding Beijing? Do you think some yeah. some yeah. kids will never walk into a library? Even the library、mm-hmm. has been there for centuries, but、oh. some are not walking into、yeah. it. That's one occasion that there is a library, but some students just. Don't walk in. It's like you're、uh, folding Beijing. You know,、yeah. they stay where they are.、Uh-huh. And also, there are a lot of regions and places in real China that don't have any libraries Library,、no. at all. Not even reading rooms. No, no.、Mm-hmm. we've visited a lot of families in poor villages. They don't have a book in, in the whole village, and they don't have a book room in the school, and they don't have a library in the county. They don't have a library in the city. So for those kids, they never have the sense of library in their life. So that's so how to yeah I know that's a very dire sort of reality. But how to break through these divisions? It's divided. 
I do hope that、uh, some kind of、uh, the cyberspace can create a more equal space for children. So that's why we create this、uh, online platform of Tongxing、uh, School. You can call it. It's called WePlan. Yeah,、right? it's called WePlan, but、uh, it's Tongxing School in Chinese. And in this Tongxing School, we create this、uh, virtual school. We create the curriculum and the teachers. The online courses, and these are all virtual animation, comics, and、uh, oh, it's animation and a comic. Yeah, comic. It's for what sort of age group of people?、Uh, Children, four to twelve. Okay. Now the courses are not fully developed. We only have for the courses from four to ten. But、uh, later we will create the courses for older students. How many courses so far you have already created? Actually, for each year group, we hope it's only one. Ah,、uh, each year one. Yeah, because it's a kind of systematic journey. I hope that the kids just follow our、ah. <laughs> journey. Okay, if one course for each year, you know, child, you just subscribe and follow the course, right? And、um, it's free, or you、yeah. charge people. Normally, everybody should pay, but because we do our own charitable projects, for、mm-hmm. all those charitable projects, we train teachers in those kindergartens, and those kindergartens are really poor in poor villages. So we just open the access for them. Yeah, for them. What kindergartens and what? Schools. What yeah, qualifications? Now Tongxing has partnership with China Development Research Foundation. There are more than three thousand village kindergartens opened by CDRF, and we train the teachers in those village kindergartens, and so we. Give access to our virtual classes to all those poor village students. You don't have to、kids. go and choose yourself. You just、uh, rely on the foundation to provide you the list of the、uh, you know village、yeah. schools for you to cooperate with. Yeah.、Uh-huh. Oh, that's very good. And also, there are a lot of partnerships with other charity groups, and we can give access to those village students. So far, how many kids have you, and how many schools have you helped? Um, not very many now. How long was this Tongxing? Yeah, we, we, we all together two years. Two years, and also the virtual class courses we only developed for one year,、uh-huh. and it's, so, it's still experimental. Yeah, it's、right? experimental, and also now we are doing our experiments of teacher training in Guizhou Province, Bijie City, and we did our experiments in several kindergartens. Not only the virtual classes, but also we give them real materials. So after that, we hope to expand this experiment to more poor kindergartens through the network. And for all those contents, we can provide for free. Where do you get the content? We all write by ourselves. You guys write、uh, textbooks and everything, draw、yeah. the pictures, animations, everything by yourself. Yeah, yeah. How large is your team? Now sixty-five, already sixty-five. Yeah, full-time job. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So far, can you make ends meet? We have investment. You have investment,、uh-huh. and where does the investment come from? Oh,、uh, we had three round of investment. Last round is Sequoia China. Uh, Sequoia, Sequoia, China. Sequoia China. 
Um, talking about your switching from an economic researcher to a full-time semi-charitable organization mm-hmm. like We Plan, mm-hmm. I know that you actually wanted to launch a kind of revolution in how we are going to teach our kids, and then to narrow the educational inequality. Mm-hmm. You want your kids and other people's kids to have certain desirable traits, right? And these are trainable, teachable, maybe. Let me go through it. First one, independent thinking.、Mm-hmm. Is that so? Yeah. Why it's important. Because they need to decide by themselves in the future. They need to decide every day in the future. It's not like thirty years ago when you enter an enterprise, you stay there for your whole life, and you are told some orders by your boss, and you just need to fulfill your responsibility. In the future, you need to decide every day for yourselves. You need to decide which job would you take this year, and who you would like to. Be partnered with、uh, this year, and what would you like to do? At that moment, the capability of decision making and the capability of thinking independently is the most important trait for a normal person in the society. Independent thinking is indispensable in making wise decisions in life. Yeah, that's true, and. How important actually is creative and innovative thinking? If independent thinking is what makes you survive in the society, creativity is what makes you successful in the society in the future. Because in the future, if you're not creative. It's really difficult for you to do anything at all because the business in the future will be based on creativity. Even a lot of、uh, businesses has been transformed into creativity business in nowadays world. If you are not creative, then even the big televisions they fell bankruptcy now because they are not creative in this、um, social media world. You will lose job. Yeah, yeah. So、mm-hmm. it's like this nowadays, and it will be more and more like that in the future. And we talk about self discipline.、Mm-hmm. And how important is that? I think self-discipline is phenomenal of self-motivation. If you are self-motivated enough, you must be disciplined. If you would like to be a championship in swimming, you will not eat all those candies or chips because you want to be the champion of swimming. Which one comes first? Self motivation and then self discipline. Yeah, self motivation. But do you think self motivation and self discipline can be taught as you, a little one? You can help a little one to be disciplined a little bit from good habit. But if the child did not find self motivation, it would be really hard to taught. If you try to teach a child to be self-disciplined, if he just、uh, doesn't want to be self-disciplined, or if he 
just doesn't know why to be like this, then it will be really, really difficult for you to. You need to say one time and again and again Repeat. and again, and he or she will be really, re- yeah, rebellious, <laughs> yeah, uh, rebellious on this. So it will be very difficult for a parent if the child is not self motivated. But how to nurture a child's self motivation sort of ability? The parents need to give some kind of duty or responsibility thing or talks to the kids to let them to find the interesting part of life. The other one is to let them to find the self-efficacy. I mean that they find they are good,、so、they can be more motivated. And the third one is that、uh, the relatedness. If they find out that、uh, they are needed, they are loved by somebody else, they will be more motivated. So all these things can make lives more desirable. And if life is desirable, and the children they themselves will find a hundred ways to it. Yes, indeed, the power of imagination. Definitely, you have already got. You know, you're using your power of imagination in writing novels, right? Do you think、um, individuals like us need to have this ability? Imagination really makes life more desirable to live. Because if you don't have imagination, you can only live in several spots in life. But that's not a Big deal, but if you have imagination, you can always live in a lot of world, and that's wonderful. So I don't think that、uh, imagination for some people is really like very useful. Just like it makes you earn more money. No, it's not like that. Imagination is something that makes your life more beautiful. Enlarge your world, right?、Yeah. To see a more colorful world. Yeah.、Right? So for many times you mentioned Tongshi Jiaoyu, yeah, right? Yeah.、Uh, translated into Chinese as、uh, liberal arts. Yeah. Number one, how much is we plan the solution to the problems you have foreseen? For example, inequality. And second is that will liberal arts teaching help narrow the gap or what you want to achieve? You know, narrow the gap between the rich and the poor, and then you know, give every child the equal tool of survival. General education, liberal education itself, is not the key solution. It's a good educational system. It's really a an ideal educational system for the young kids. But it's not the key to solve the problem of inequality. It's the key to solve the problem of creativity promoting in the future. As we've mentioned, the education in schools is not designed as a way to promote creativity, and the courses in schools did not give students a lot of exercises in explorations and、uh, creative projects. But we create these、uh, space and projects for them in our campuses. The students they do design works. They. 
do the architecture designs. They make the videos. They design their own books, and they do a lot of creative projects. So all these exercises give the students chances to explore the world and to have exercises to be more confident. So. It's a solution to the problem of our educational system, but it's not a solution to the social inequality problem. I have a question because all sci-fi stories are about future, about the imagined sort of world, right? We are increasingly faced with an artificial intelligence, and there are predictions that in the near future, robots are going to take away a lot of jobs and、uh, coming into our Personal lives and even, you know, replacing a lot of business functioning. So, how do you prepare people, not only just the kids, for the upcoming era of artificial intelligence? I hope that a lot of people can have access to at least some kind of trainings and scientific education. Now, I have another studio company. We are doing a program. Trying to provide some basic knowledge of technology to normal people. Studio what company?、Uh, you have a studio company. Yeah, it's called Fangjing Kehuan, Fangjing Sci-Fi. Um,、uh, it's named after your <laughs> yeah, own yeah, name. Yeah, yeah,、okay. and we now doing some programs. It's an audio program on Himalaya, and also we will make some video shots on the social media platforms like Weibo. And in those audio and video programs, we will try to explain a lot of knowledge of technology to the common audiences, free for the public. Yeah, free, but it's not very deep. It's only a general description, it's, it's- and we hope to let everybody to gain. At least some knowledge to the future. General promotion of science. Yeah, especially technology. Not、okay. only the general science, but especially those high techs、uh, on the frontier, like biological technology, a、uh, brain technology, artificial intelligence, and clone and space technology. All these things we hope to. Tell the public what's going on in this field,、uh, what's the frontier knowledge, and、uh, what will be the like in the future. So it's like a、uh, decades ago, we had the campaign to eliminate illiteracy,、mm-hmm. and now you have already launched a, a campaign on your own to try to eliminate the illiteracy of science and technology. Yeah. Because、At least to narrow the cognitive gap of normal people with the high education people. Yes, there are generation, the upper generation people already left out.、Mm-hmm. They don't understand technology、mm-hmm. at all.、Mm-hmm. But you want to prevent it from happening, right? At least for the younger generation. Yes. Yeah, I would like them to catch up with the future. Okay, I have another question to ask. How important is human connection? Very important. The more internet can bring us、uh, in the future of the connections online, the more important、uh, people will feel about the human connection yes. offline. Does internet actually help people to connect or disconnect? Sometimes I feel that because of the internet, like WeChat, we superficially we seem to be all connected with、mm-hmm. each other.、Mm-hmm. But actually, you know, we only stay. 
or agree with those like-mindedness yeah. people. Yeah. What is your take on that? In my studio company, we do also the science fiction movie and TV series. In one of those episodes we made, we call it uh, super social network in the future. In a super social network, each person has uh, maybe two million friends online and uh, he artificially knows everybody in the city and uh, each time when i sees you and you are completely stranger and my artificial intelligence uh, as assistant will tell me all your information introduce me to you yeah and uh, there will be a lot of information tells me your life your girls and who you are and uh, what you like and we can chat i can talk all the topics with you but uh, if the ai assistant got some problems mm. i know nobody yeah and uh, one person even found uh, he has no memory at all. Uh, it's all in the chip. Yeah. It's not in our real memory. Yeah, it's also cloud memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody only has the cloud memory. But we if, don't really have memory. Yeah, if the assistant just go down and you find out, oh, you are completely stranger in, the, in this world. And also that assistant will push the people he thinks that's suitable for you. See? And then that assistant will... Make makes you surround by some similar people and uh, that makes the world uh, more segregated. So, you know, an outage of electricity will bring disaster to you because once you don't have electricity anymore, the artificial assistants will die actually and we would have been like living in the whole world all by ourselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is it Dreadful. Yeah. So in that episode, it's a little bit dark that some people try to provoke an, a revolution in our world. They try to tell people, oh, these uh, companies, the artificial intelligence assistant company, they try to eliminate all your memories. So it's uh, dangerous for you. Don't rely on it. Just uh, push out the assistant. And people listen to their words for one day, but the other... You forget, day, they follow because... Yeah, they f go back to the social network because they already uh, leave... Got used to Yeah, got used to it and they found out that they cannot live without it. So we are actually kidnapped by technology. If, for example... Captivated. Yeah, sometimes we always think that, oh, we want to leave WeChat for a moment. But uh, maybe one hour later, you would want to see what's the new message on WeChat. You know, the Western societies, maybe not in China, I think at least in the United States and the UK, a long time ago, there are movements that to call on people to switch off television. <laughs> This is campaigns against the television, uh -huh. but humans were never successful uh -huh. in doing uh -huh. such a thing, yeah. right? Uh -huh. Until television naturally dies out, Be replaced being replaced by more entertainment, mobile sort yeah. of, uh, devices. Yeah. Yeah. So you're still smiling. You're optimistic. I think I feel <laughs> no. very pessimistic. What shall we do? I'm pessimistic of the world. I think the world will go that way. I think things will always go wrong in the wrong direction. But Never go right. <laughs> but I'm okay with it because I think that life can go sound in all situations. What I'm trying to say that you want to achieve something, but it seems to me your own novel and the reality is going 
opposite direction. How、yeah. do you cope with this? I do something not because I think the world will be perfect in the future. Is that I know the world will go wrong in the future, but I still would like to do something. I know a lot of things are useless. I know that、uh, doing these things won't change the world, but these things are meaningful, so I do it. You won't get depressed.、Mm, I'm used to it. As we conclude our conversation, Jim Fang shares with us a sentence by French novelist Roman Rolland, which goes, "There's only one heroism in the world: to see the world as it is and to love it." Although Jim Fang defines herself as a pessimistic person, she insists on doing things that are meaningful to people, no matter what the world looks like in the future. That's the end of our show. I'm Manling. Thank you for joining us. Please rate us because the more stars we get, the easier it is for other people to find the show. Bye for now. <music>